I don't know how much value I have in this universe, but I do know that I made a few people happier than they would have been without me. As long as I know that, I'm as rich as I ever need to be. Back once again with another episode. This is, uh, don't know what number episode it is, but uh, we've got Chris Clark. How are we doing, mate? All right. Um, we've attempted to record this three times now, is it? Three. Like that. So I've came down three times and we've ended up just chatting and not end up not recording. So yeah, That's down to me, though, isn't it? <laughs> but it's all right, mate. It's all right. Um, how are we doing? Sound, yeah. Sound. Um, Bit of a block to your life, but... <laughs> yeah. Are you um, yeah. I'm good, I'm good. Um, what did you have for tea last night? Oh, I knew last night. <laughs> I never had tea last night. Uh, I fell asleep early, so I ended up just, I woke up like half eleven last night, something like that, and then just went back to sleep. <laughs> got a buzzies before I went to bed. Uh, so What's in the buddies? Oh, you don't want to know. Go on. Oh, uh, corn ham. Right. But I don't know what, I love Are you veggie? No, nah, I'm not a veggie. No. I, just, I just love the fucking, the ham. <laughs> I hate you know like not I'm dead fussy you know and I sound horrible you hear me yeah. but like I just hate like you know like not to meet and all that yeah. and you say oh it does me head in <laughs> so if I feel that when I'm eating it just puts me off yeah, so yeah. I just prefer I've just preferred the corn stuff right right uh, I had fajitas last night nice. uh, I've been I've been dieting um, trying to lose don't cook me I'm bad I just don't cook yeah. I'm the worst for it I need <laughs> to start learning I'm fucking 30 six uh, yeah I need to start learning how to cook don't I not just pizzas <laughs> <laughs> it's easy though right? it's easy yeah um, so with this episode what we're going to do is I've found out bits about your story um, and what I'm going to try and do is I'm going to try and through the stuff that you've told me in the past I'm going to try and put it in some sort of order and we'll go from there yeah so so where did it all start for you in music like have you got a musical family or not, like that? Not not in like sense of someone like people playing instruments and that, but into music in a big way, yeah. Yeah. Like my dad was a mobile DJ. Yeah. So he was like he had records everywhere, decks about, um, disco lights, massive speakers, mm. you know what I mean? Um my mum just always played music around the house. They both did. So yeah. We we always just grew up listening to loads of music. I know, I know. Neil's a big, big fan of music yeah, he, he as well. He loves music, aren't he? Like, yeah. When so he, he's all, passionate when he talks about it in that as well. We all literally I mean? love music. Like, even now, to to this day, like my dad's picked up a guitar now. My dad's learning to play guitar. Mm. My oldest brother, he did play guitar back in the day when we were younger for a little bit. Mm. Um, he was getting lessons off some fella in the street. Like um, the fella's dad now as well, which is sad, Bernie. Yeah. Um, but he was proper cool, Bernie. <laughs> um, so we had our Phil started playing guitar. I think I might have been around eight, maybe when I Phil. So that fascinated me. I was like, he, he told me how to play Wonderwall. Right. So I kind of learned little things like that. But I think I was just always drawn to it. Yeah. Like I'd see a keyboard, or you know, when you're in an assembly and you're sitting there, legs crossed, and you just and but you always had like musical instruments in the corner from when like you had like music lessons or whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Um. And you just see like the triangle there, something stupid like that, and you'd be like, what's that over there? <laughs> I was always just fascinated by stuff like that. So where was your sort of introduction to music then? Like DJing-wise? Um, well, no, any, any music DJ at all, really. Like, where you, you thought, you know something, this is a bit of me, this. Oh, dance music-wise? Well, uh, anything. What was, what was the first love of music? Was it dance music? Yeah, I'd say so. Just um, that constant. And what was it then? Uh, I don't know, we, we obviously growing up we had tunes like uh, just classics now, aren't they? Like Ride on Time and all them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, can't think, even think of them all now, but you you know them all. Yeah, oh yeah, the obvious And all them. Yeah. Um, yeah, all them type of tunes. So, and there was something about them what drawn me. Yeah. To, do you know what I mean? You, you start, you'll know yourself when you start realising what you're into. Yeah, oh yeah, you like shapes you, you, you sort of taste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know, yeah, yeah. So, have I've you always been like, like Liverpool? Have, I, have I always yeah. lived in Liverpool? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My whole life, yeah. So, so it's because it is a big musical city, so I just, that's um Yeah, that, well, that, that's mad. It's mad that you say that because the Beatles, obviously, that's the th first thing that people go to, and mm. we never grew up on them. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. never listened to the Beatles. It was weird. I, I only discovered, say, only discovered them. Only actually listened to them myself properly, like as an adult. Yeah. Maybe mid twenties, and I was like, "Oh, they do some good tunes." Yeah. I already knew loads of the tunes. You grow, you grow, kind of singing them in assembly and all that in Liverpool. Like, yeah. You know, like a few of them anyway, like the Yellow Submarine and all that. Yeah, yeah. We did that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, but Beatles was never like prominent random. in your house. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't even think they had an album by by them to be honest. <laughs> um. So was when you were saying that your dad was like a mobile DJ and stuff like that. What what sort of music would you would you be you hear of of what he played sort of thing? Where you like a variety? Yeah. Like my dad would play. He'd do like sets because it was a like for this like like a weddings and all that. So mm. it'd be a proper little spots of like it'd be like a little fifties spot, a sixties spot, a seventies yeah. spot. Then they'd be like he'd have all modern stuff as well. Um, and did any of it catch your your ear? Like. Do you know what I mean? Where you like that, that pulled you in? Only anything that kind of had that constant. I'm trying to think right. of early tracks that like stand out to me, but I always yeah. remember Rhythm as a Dancer. Rhythm as a Dancer. As soon as I heard that riff come in, it was always like, wow, what's this? You yeah. Know what I mean? But I think I was not even like right on time and like even like set you free or whatever. They always stood out to me as like, I could hear something happening with the vocals. Even as a kid, you yeah. know when you, it didn't sound natural. Yeah, something sounded like how have they done that? Yeah. I was intrigued. I was like, "What?" Yeah, I didn't know how they'd done it. But I'd obviously well later on that all came when I realised what they were actually doing. Yeah, oh Do yeah, you know yeah. I mean? yeah. But I was always yeah drawn to that. Yeah. So, what what was your introduction to sort of dance music then? So, like, where? Well, I'd you... start going through my dad's CDs, like. Yeah. I'd noticed going to like track three on a on like a the latest CD single or whatever. Yeah. He's just going by all the chart music or like you know, like all the now albums and all that. Yeah. Um so I'd find myself going through like to to the club mixes of, of that tune. Yeah. And just was more interested in what was happening with that. Yeah. It was just that as soon as I heard that kick drum, the constant you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That yeah. would like get me what's this? What's, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, 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 like, sort of, like, going forward from that, then, what was the the first music you bought yourself? Then, so obviously you were saying about you, which something you, you were your dad's. What What did you think? Right. Well, I need to go out and get this. Well, actually, thinking about it, Paradox being on Radio City was probably my first introduction to what I knew. That's what I want. Yeah. It, was, it was a scout house basically but didn't like know that at the time I just heard that advert one day I think on, on Radio City saying <coughs> it was like Kev Seed on there saying like join us this Saturday night at Paradox and you can hear it live on Radio City and I was thinking and you could hear like music in the background and I'm thinking what's that so then what year was this would, roughly 98 maybe 90, right. I, oh, might have been a bit later than that I'm trying to think yeah, probably about 98 though, I'd say. Mm. Um, and some of the tunes they were playing were like, it was just another world to me. I was, you could, and you could hear the crowd on mm. the, on the, like they had mic set up, so you could hear the crowd. So that always fascinated me, what was going on in there? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can I feel was, the atmosphere the as well. Was, it just drew me in, the culture yeah. from that point. So Paradox was the main, I would say, being on Radio City. Mm. That was my realisation of, like I'd just tape it every week. Go, go and listen to it on the bus on the way to school. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So what was it like? What was the culture like within school then? Was it was it a big a big thing for dance music? No, yeah. not really. People always used to do that thing, innit? Where, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Was so, everyone it was either rap like your two packs and all them were big in our school and mm. then the other side was basically corn. Um, limp biscuits or yeah, 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 Nirvana's yeah. and that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so you didn't. I only met one lad, and that was in when I was in year ten, I think, just before I left school. Yeah. And finals, he was in because he'd seen I, I drew artworks for. Uh, I had design tech or something, okay. and I drew or redrew the anthem to um, artworks. Yeah. And he'd seen that, and was like how do you know that tune and I was like that's a tune that and he was like I've got that on vinyl and I was like have you have you got decks he was like yeah yeah 
I was like, wow, it's mad how I didn't know that. <laughs> the only lad that I ever met though who had decks in schools, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it wasn't a the, thing then. For those not for those who don't know as well, he's quite the artist that behind the camera is fucking a very, very fascinating oh, wall of logo. I know, but you've had to make them. You can put it up if you want. I'm glad I'm gonna take a picture and I'll put it I'll put it on the um in the group. Yeah, I yeah. think it's fantastic. Yeah. Um but yeah, I could, it is very creative. It reminds me of the record shop days, that's why I love it. <laughs> well, we will get onto it, like, that as well. Down the corridors, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, label logos. And class, it's just class like. Oh. Um, so yeah, so you you were in you you've left school and stuff like that. Is there is there any hint of music production yet, or is it, or, or even I want to be a DJ or no? The DJ come well earlier, so DJ was like, what would I have been about seven? Yeah, when I was like, my dad would sometimes have his set up. Have you seen like the PZK style like decks with like all built in one big yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. with a mixer along the bottom? So yeah, my dad had one of them. And he'd have it on the in the front room sometimes. Like if he'd have a gig that night, he'd be testing out all the equipment, going through a few records, mm. learning his trade, mixing and stuff. You know what I mean? Mm. So I used to just watch him, fascinated. So I, in the end, I used to get my brother's hi-fi system and my mum's ghetto blaster, put them next to each other, put CDs in each one, and just mix from the <laughs> wouldn't beat match or not, and just. Just do like the mix and what you're doing, this goes where it's just end to end kind of. Yeah, yeah. Once yeah, the song's yeah. fading or finishing, you play the next one or. Yeah. It was just doing that. But you had the, it was, the, the bug was there yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. And then I used to just piss my brother off, obviously, and me, me mum, because I'd be nicking their stereo. We'd be like, have you got my ghetto blaster again? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so. Class. My dad ended up making me like this box. It was like a. It was literally just a, a wooden box, wooden tray. And then I'd two personal CD players on top, you know, yeah. like a Walkman, what you used to carry, I had two of them on top with a mixer in the middle, so I could then do my own. Yeah, yeah, boss. yeah. Was, I've still got, I forgot, what have I got still out of that? So I've still got a few little bits left from years ago. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, so that was my first, like... Taste of it. So yeah, my first setup, if you, if you like. Yeah. So when, when did you get, when did you think, right, well, if I'm going to take this seriously, I need to get, like, a... Uh, a yeah, 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 yeah. I think realizing like I couldn't do much once I'd like because obviously I started buying like my own CD singles. Then like I noticed in HMV like tunes that I like, yeah, that were on CD single. I was thinking, no way, that I know that's you. Like yeah. there were mainly ones off Clubbers Guard CDs or whatever because you they go for like two ninety nine in HMV. Yeah, so they were cheap as well. And I, I was only a kid, so I didn't have much money. Yeah, I had a paper round and that. Um, so yeah, I just buy like CD singles with that. And then I remember having this old, uh, this keyboard, what was my older brothers. Remember the ones that you used to press and it would go, DJ? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you used to have one of them. And it had a metronome thing on it with your minus and your plus to yeah. speed it up, slow it down. So we used to play that, play a track off the CD, match the tempo, and then write the tempo on the CD single. Yeah, clever. And I'd know the closer to the BPM it was it'll stay in time for a little bit or yeah yeah but then even then it was like you could only mix so many tunes together you couldn't like yeah the same ones you just couldn't mix because it'd go out too quick yeah within like seven beats six seven beats it's gone Do you clever know I mean? clever i so, never even thought of doing that you know? yeah yeah but i just didn't know what i needed to do at the time i'm like what how did he do you know what i mean yeah like, yeah my dad's decks didn't have pitch control so i'd not it's not something i'd ever seen before i didn't know it was a thing yeah and i, I only think i probably noticed that either looking through DJ mags or um, in HMV the way you could the, they had like decks set up didn't you, so you, yeah. you didn't let us on because we had screwed if we wanted that but, yeah. so they wouldn't let you have a go but I just looked and thought like, I think I need something like that so I mentioned it to my dad and then my dad said to me I've, I've got a spare pair of decks in the loft you know if you want them you can use them and like, he said the vinyl like, like he said I think you might have a pitch control on them and I was thinking nah no chance. <laughs> so, like there'll be an old. I, I'd seen what my dad was using. I was like, yeah, no chance they're gonna have pitch control on. And yeah. Anyway, gets them down from the loft, opens the lid, boom, pitch control right on the bottom left. Like it's about, only about that big. Yeah. Um. So I was like, what? Couldn't believe it. End up buying a few vinyls. Um. And was on them for a couple of months. 
Excellent, excellent. So, yeah, I think they had 10 inch platters as well, so the vinyl was like slightly overhung. Yeah. Which was a bit annoying, but uh, it, to me it was a proper setup. I was like, lovely. And you, you, you're able to mix and stuff like that as well with them. Like, you're not just, as you say, six or seven yeah, beats I, and it's out. You, you, you literally, you can, you're exactly. training yourself. I couldn't believe it. I was just like, no way. Yeah. yeah. So that's when I, I went and bought a few records and I just trying to think what they would have been. <laughs> but, so what year would this have been? That's a tough one, that you know. Maybe ninety nine, two thousand. Yeah, yeah. So at, that, at what, that moment in time, did you was know? Komodo out. What was that? Nineteen ninety eight, ninety nine, wasn't what it? Was it so? Because I bought that was one of the first that I bought. I think that was ninety eight, wasn't it? I, I'm not sure. I, I'll, I'll I'll fact check it later, but I'm sure it was like ninety eight. I think. Yeah. Oh, that might be a bit too early. That I don't. I just can't think what year I would have got them. Hmm. But yeah. Um. So. I've, had you met anybody within the sort of club scene yet? Did you know anyone or have any connections? Or nope. Did you know who, who, when you were listening to, say, like, The Paradox on Radio City, did you know who the DJs were or, like... No, no. Did like, you have a favourite DJ or... or do you know just what I mean? them, because they were playing all the good tunes. It wasn't until, yeah. like, what, how old was I when I first discovered, like, a Lee Butler CD? And right. a Little John. And they were, like, they were playing kind of even better like scouse music so to speak yeah like you still hear them ones that were in the paradox like like uh, rock to the rhythms and all them jk beat it yeah um pawn kings all yeah. that the classics now all that stuff but they played kind of more tougher stuff as well yeah and it was like what's this like i didn't know after tunes like when i'd got decks i was just buying like hmv specials and all that i didn't oh, know yeah. i didn't go to freebies and all that at the time like mm. There was another one plastic records didn't go there i wouldn't venture not in no way like that i was too shy yeah so i think i'd walk past there and looked in and being like wow oh, that looks boss in there but that's about it <laughs> so i do remember going into plastics once though at the bottom when it was it used to be in the palace the building the palace yeah and it was in the basement and i remember going down once i think it was after school because i had my uniform on and that and i'm pretty adamant to this day that behind the thing behind the council was rob and red Mm. And Rob was scratching with a do the Batman acapella, mm. and I just remember thinking, "Wow, what's he doing there? That sounds boss." And I remember thinking, "My dad's got that record in in, it, in his collection." Mm. So I remember seeing the artworks for it. So I went home myself. I had a little go. I couldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Little did you know it was going to come sort of full circle. Or that's what's mad. I mean? Like I'd love to know if it was them, but I, I'm I'm pretty adamant it would have been because yeah. now I know that they both worked. Well, I know Red definitely worked there, mm -hmm. and. They were always together, so I know that. Mm. And Rob with the scratching, it could have only been him. Yeah, yeah, you know definitely, I mean? definitely. And he might even remember it, like scratching with it. I think it was the yo part. Yo, yo, yo. Yeah, he'll he'll be watching this, so he um, might remember. So he might have even looked over and thought, "Let us know." This weird kid in here. What's he? What's he up to? So I just went in, started looking through the racks, and then just walked out. Didn't <laughs> say a word, and just that was it. Yeah. So. So that was your sort of first experience of record shops and that? Sort of, yeah. yeah. So what what came next then? What was the, the next part of the of the, of the the story, so to say? Um, had you recorded any mixes or out like that? Or no, that, I, didn't that? Have to, I didn't, I had no way of doing that. Yeah. I didn't even know, like, I think I did eventually, because I got like a karaoke system years ago when I was a kid for, for yeah, for Krimbo, yeah. And um, it had a drum machine on the top and stuff, but... I just remember using that at some point to record mixes. I've yeah. still got the tape somewhere with a few mixes on, but they're terrible. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think pro a proper what well what was gonna be my proper set of decks came not long after that because I was only on them other ones for a couple of months. Yeah, and then my dad came into me at one point, and it must have been around March because that's my birthday. And he come up to me and said, "How much birthday money have you got left?" I was like sixty quid or whatever it was. Mm. He was like, such and such is selling this deck there. Um, there's some lad who used to hang around with years ago when we were kids and we'd go canoeing and stuff. And mm. even when we moved away from where we used to live, but we still kept in touch with his, well, his dad was more mates with my dad, so they kept in touch. Mm. But anyway, I didn't even know he was into DJing at the time. And I just found out he was selling his decks. So my dad was like, I'll put the rest to it to buy them off him. I was like, all right, Sam. Mm. So then he came and dropped them off. And it was, do you remember Newmark DJ in a box? 
It was like yes, you got two uh, the, the, the belt drive, yeah, belt drive, yeah, yeah, blue dog they were called, yeah. Um, I can remember them. Mixed yeah. two decks, two speakers, and it was like <clears throat> it was like I just got a set of Technics. I yeah. couldn't believe it. it was like it was so much bigger than the ones I was using. Yeah, yeah, it actually like, had a twelve mad. inch platter on yeah. it as well. Pitch there, yeah. It was just mad. So I was just that was it I was flying then I've, I went and just spent every penny I had all the time on records excellent excellent so getting them for Christmas on me on me want lists <laughs> on, making me mum and dad go to freebies to buy getting getting a do you know what I remember asking for do you know Wonderful Life by um, TJ Davis yeah the Mandala mix right was getting played at the time on I think it might have just moved over to because Paradox stopped on Radio City and then they moved to Ritzy and Brombra mm-hmm. so but it was kind of the same same exact setup as the Paradox yeah. do you know what I mean so but anyway they were playing at the time they were playing a mix of Wonderful Life the Van Dahl mix and I just I didn't know it was an Ian Van Dahl mix I put it on my wish list for my mum and dad to go and get me they got me in and come back with I don't even know it was like Quo Vados or something mix I don't even know it was terrible though yeah. and I just know I'm thinking about it now I'm like Whoever was behind that counter knew what one I wanted, but just thought we can get money out of these, yeah. And just stung, <laughs> stung me mum and dad, obviously, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That's what I think, anyway. That's what I reckon. Definitely, I definitely. Um, so then, as it's gone on, you, you've got the your, your actual DJ set up now, you're mixing and stuff like that. Are you, are you starting to go out as, uh, at this point? Nah, this I never ever did none of that. Yeah. Nah, I was always like, because I was a, I'm an anxious person, so I'm like, I still like that to this day. I don't really go out much. You know mm. what I mean? I don't like being in crowds of places too much. I get it's not that I don't like being in it. It's that I can't, I can't be present in that moment. I yeah. find I'm just I lose kind of where I'm at. Focus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could be talking to me, having up, and I, I'm not listening to a word you're saying. Do you know what I mean? Do you go I'm the match like, out? Do what? Do you go the match? The match. Aye. I have been. Yeah. I actually enjoyed it, but yeah. But you, we, did you find you couldn't concentrate on the on the? Well, we I got lucky with that because we got asked to go. One of the lads got tickets for a Crimbo um, prize in work or something. Mm. Um, so he got hospitality tickets, are Oh yeah, to go to the bar. You're a bit separate, and, separate from so, everyone. Yeah, else, we were yeah. a bit, which was kind of helpful for me because I don't reckon I would have went otherwise. Ah yeah but, yeah yeah. You can be wild in there, do you know. Going to and that, and you're just like, whoa, fucking, that's chaos here. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so like, yeah, I just don't like being in big, uh, big crowds. Of, yeah, of yeah. Folk, it's like. probably being like a big flaw in my personality in, in that sense. Do you know I what think mean? you'd have, you'd have thrived as a DJ in maybe the eighties or something, where you just you're in a corner and you're, you're away from everyone else. Uh, bring them tags like back. The <laughs> Centre of attention, like yeah, at all. That's why it's took you this long to get me on here. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. Um, so sort of going forward, then, <clears throat> um, where was where what came sort of next? Were you was were you looking for uh, gigs or what? What, what was the? No, nah, I wasn't no. interested in like I didn't. I you didn't even know just I for did your own. that. I just I just liked DJing, so it was like I'd have a bit of a bug sometimes. So I'd go to discos with my dad, mm-hmm. and I'd watch what he was doing, and it was interesting when you'd start seeing the dance floor build up yeah everyone was getting in the mood now everyone had had a bit of something to eat and the dad because most people would sit down for the first few hours so my dad would just play like background music almost yeah and that was interesting to watch how we do that although it's an art form in yeah, itself 100%. definitely and even yeah. just talk on the mic and that so like I, I used to go with him and then mm. that become more regular so I suppose I got a bit of a bug for it but I think I, quite quick I started imagining making them tunes so so it was like wow imagine like yeah imagine being the person who made that track though what they're playing out so in your head right i'm i'm just trying to paint a picture just so i i know where where you stand with it um in your head when you heard a tune were you deconstructing tunes and fit like in your head trying to figure out how how did this how did they come up with this how did they make this yeah, yeah probably like that's what i was saying when i was saying before about mm. listening to like ride on time mm. that vocal thing that always ha- that happens in it do you know what i mean yeah, yeah i don't yeah. really want to do this i feel like i'm doing it yeah i know and you then, mean like that. set you free was another one that that had this weird where you know now they just put the the whatever sample it was on one key and then 
played it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how you get that effect. But I was just, yeah, probably just deconstructing things without realising it. Yeah. But I'm trying to think about my first, like... What steps did you take to, to get in your, like, um, your door or, or, or computer or, or... So that's what I'm trying to think now. Because I remember... My dad come up... We only had a family, like, computer mm. around for the first time around like 90 I'd say 95 but that's probably too early so I'm going to say more 98 mm. only going by the Windows versions so it would have been probably Windows 98 at the time internet was only just kind of the whole 56k dial up and mm. that had only just really come about like where it was accessible to most people now and mm. um, so we'd have like nights where like all the kids like all of us were taking in turns on the computer. Yeah. So one night would be mine, one night it'd be Neil's. Then it. And my dad come home from work one day with this um, with a CD and said to me, um, "Mark's give me this CD. It's got Wave something called Wave Lab on it, and it's got like MP3 albums as well or something." Right. So I'm like, "What's that? Do you know what I mean?" So I've put it in the computer, installed this Wave Lab program, opened an MP3, and you see all the waveform and that, and I'm like. Wow, what's going on here? Person playing, it's this line's going across, just playing it. I'm just like, wow, and you can cut and paste and f you could do like fading and all that. Do you know what I mean? It was just, right, yeah. So it was your first. I didn't know how powerful of a program it was at the time. Yeah, so like, oh, it's basically you, you've got this audio editor in your head where it's like you can change things, you can. It's your way of deconstructing, so to say. Yeah, it was yeah. just fascinating just to. I don't know what it was. It, yeah. I was just like, "What is this? What 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 do you do with it? Like, <laughs> what can you do with it?" And I think I learned how to mix on it in the end. Only like because you could crossfade. Yeah, you paste two samples over like this section that you highlight. It was a pain in the ass, like because you had to have the section have to be exactly the same size or something. Yeah, and sometimes you paste it and say this section's too big or too. I can't remember which way around it was. So it had to always be a little bit bigger or something. So. I learned how to kind of mix in Wavelab, like just two clips together, nothing fancy. Yeah. And then, so my dad, I told my dad about it. My dad was like, Do you reckon we could put some mixes together for the discos? Would save me like having to do it. Yeah. Like, especially when people are all this buffet time or whatever, just want to put some music on the background. So we started doing stuff like that in Wavelab. So that was probably my very first like introduction to anything that was computer. Based music, if you, yeah, you know yeah. What I mean? Like, if you know what I, know what I mean, like MP3s. What even was an MP3? Like, yeah, it was so that was brand new alien to us then. Yeah, it was like it was only vinyl or CDs or tapes. Or yeah, yeah. So, so your your first experience of any sort of audio engineering was making a cracked copy of Wavelab. Yeah, and making yeah. compilations for your dad's discos. Yeah, just making mixes almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Excellent. So, um, and then. After that would have been Dan CJ. Right. That was like the big, that's where the whole, some like came on, everything just went, I was like, wow, it's just how you make music. Right. Like, I remember being in, I think it was Blockbuster at the time. Remember when we used to rent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we were, we were either there or we were in Asda, because it was, there was a Blockbuster in the Asda. Right. So I, I'm, I'm thinking where we was now, and I just remember looking at PC games, and they were all like, weird ones back then. Like, yeah. They were all a bit poo to be honest, but I seen this one and I thought it said DJ at first. I'm just it was all like flashy and it had like decks on it or so I don't know what it had on. Maybe some fella dancing or something, I don't know. But I was fascinated by it, I was like, what's this? Like, so I said to me, Dad, will you buy me that? Mm. He was like, Well, I'll buy it for the PC, for the family PC, but everyone can use it though. And I was like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think he knew no one else would probably bother with it. But when I yeah, I got it home anyway, installed it. And realising like, wow, this is how you make music. This yeah. is how you do that. I'm like, there's this little box with all samples in and you listen to them all and you drag them in and you draw them where you want. Yeah. It was like, wow, this is boss. <laughs> that was me then. I was on Dance EJ and then Hip Hop EJ, Rave EJ, all then for like, I don't know, maybe a year or two. Yeah. Just like messing ar around. I didn't think nothing. I was just enjoying it. You know what I mean? Just get gets you creative, like, creatively fulfilling, do you know what I mean? Because I think, now I think like, who, 
I would have never thought. I, I mean, I thought people who made music come from like America and that. <laughs> yeah, I know from, what you mean. Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, didn't, yeah. Then people weren't like just normal people. Mm. So I always thought it was way far out to even do anything like that. But I just in- was enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, so, I get you. Yeah, and then I met a mate, and that that was probably the biggest turning point in music. Well, why was that? Because he was, he was just on it. He was. I I think looking back at it now, I owe him a lot. Like I don't even know him anymore. Like he moved to Ireland a long time ago, and I haven't spoke to him for like fifteen years, maybe, yeah. maybe longer. Uh, it's a bit sad, really, but I wouldn't mind speaking to him again because I, like, I do. I feel like I owe him a lot, and I don't think he realizes how much I owe. Him. Oh yeah, yeah, I mean? I get you. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, he introduced me to like because what what happened was he was with a girl next door yeah. for a bit, and we just got nothing like going around knocking around with them and stuff like that yeah then they separated but he just kept coming around to ours anyway right. so then we just got to know him as a mate then i found out he was in a band only a little like i think how old would i have been about 16 then i was just coming up to leaving school i think he was in his last year of school maybe or it was he in sixth form i can't remember he was a year older than me you see um so he interj- yeah he told me he was in a band um so they had a recording studio down in Egbeth Road. Right. Which kind of, it was basically just like a room underneath a church that they just put a set of drums in and, that, and a few guitars. And they had like a big mixer there, big mixing desk, it was decent. Yeah. Like all automatic faders and that. Was it the, the first sort of thing you'd seen where it's like, it's not just America, it's like you could you could do something in this. I suppose, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. I, was just, I was just glad to have met someone who thingy in my interest yeah yeah yeah, like yeah, Freddy, yeah. you know what i mean yeah. so i think yeah i went down there a few times with him didn't do nothing just literally he just showed me about and i was like this is interesting this and then he told me about the way you can make music on computers using midi and stuff right i was like what's midi so then he'd show me i went down to his once and he had he had this proper massive piano it was Sort of electric, but not, if you know what I mean. Right. I think you could plug it in, if I remember rightly, but it was, it had a proper bass on it and all that. Right. But he was, I only learned, like, later on, he was, like, more or less top grade in the piano you can be. Oh, right. And he'd learned, he'd been doing it since he was, like, four or five or something. Wow. So, and he was boss. He was, like, he, he was the one who introduced me to what chords were and... What, right. Um, scales and all that. Yeah. He introduced me to all that. Um, so, but yeah, he showed me that you can literally play a tune on the keyboard and it'll go through to your computer. Right. And you can change the sounds and stuff. Excellent. I was like, wow, it's mad this. So he'd got a copy of Reason and a copy of Acid and installed them both on his computer and then we sat there making a tune. I've still got it. Um, it was only a remix of Lucky Star. Right. Remember that vocal? Lucky yeah, Star? yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'd just done a remix with that in Reason. Um and I didn't really like Reason. It was a bit kind of overcomplicated. Yeah. It's too too much stuff going on. So, I when I got home, I'd got a copy of Reason off him and a copy of Acid. I'd installed both onto my computer at home. Yeah. Um, and then, it, once I'd opened Reason, I was like, yeah, not for me this. I can't. This is too much. So I just X'd that, opened Acid, and quickly realised it was basically just Dan CJ but a more professional version yeah. same as exact setup. it was a, a, bo- a box on the bottom with if you had all your samples ready they were going to be in that box yeah. in the Explorer basically and then you could just drag and drop so I was just dragging and dropping samples like learning it excellent it was like, that was then that was me then bug completely bug so how long was it before it clicked with you so obviously there's, everyone's got that moment where they're like you know what? I think I've got a I've got a tune here. Pretty much straight away. Yeah, yeah. I think. So, so. What was the first tune you done? Don't you know? I think. Don't you know? Yeah. Uh, what what Dizzy was tune. it? Was it? Yeah. Don't you know? I think with the, it might have been like something like Devil, because everyone's had to go with Devil because you get you get all the parts in the pedal, don't you? Yeah, you yeah. Know, the six 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 thing. Yeah, yeah. So I'd had to go with doing that. I think. Mm. I'd had to go with just like because I messed with Dan CJ, and I'd understood that it was just part of music all put together to make a more 
like yeah. a piece of music, so to speak. So yeah, I I think I just knew kind of in my head what I could already do. If I get the, if I had the samples, like like I said, my mate there, he he was getting like Uber Shell sample packs and that, right. like the odd. These were like new to us. We'd never ever heard the sample packs, and we go through and you hear like loops that like within like the launch. Yeah, and yeah. You think, yeah. Oh, no way, there's the launch loop, and so once I had all them and stuff, it was like. Yeah, I was just dragging and dropping them into. Where were you getting your sample samples from at the time? Well, he, me mate got me them. Like he was using like me mate was a proper computer buff, you know, like yeah, yeah. proper into it. Pro I'm sure he's probably somewhere now doing some heavy job somewhere high up. I don't know, <laughs> but that's how I imagine him to be anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was proper into his computer. So we used into like torrent and all that. I didn't even know what torrents were. Yeah. So he was like torrenting like certain sample packs that were like big at the time. Excellent. Like Uber Shell was one of the biggest ones, I think. Yeah. So they, yeah, I think just going through them and stuff. Didn't really have Simpson at the time, so we didn't really know much about like the yeah, STs and all that. It wasn't the STs weren't really. Well, they were a thing, but we didn't know they were. So right, this is this is as it stands right now. How how can I word this? How when you were finishing a tune? Yeah. And you said uh, so. The first one you finished was don't you know? You said, yeah. Right, what were you doing with it? So when I done don't you know, I think I'm saying that's one of the first because it's got to have been. I thought maybe I nailed that. Um, yeah, because I'm just remembering back to what was the first, and all I can remember is that piano, because I remember liking that piano out of Sons of the Loop era. Yeah, and thinking in my own head if I can sample that part that's got no beats on. Yeah. I put it in acid and put my own kick over the top and my own bass and my right. own loop. I'll be able to do my own version. Yeah. So that's when I think that would have been like, don't you know? Because um, I think Good Life, to be honest, was one of the first. Yeah. That might have been like the second or third Good Life. Right. So so how are you getting them heard? What are you doing with them? And it wasn't at the time. Like I showed, I showed that to our Neil. Neil had seen me on acid. Yeah. Wondering what he doing, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then I'd actually show him the results of what I've been doing and be like, decent that, you know what I mean? Mm. And then Good Life came about because I was on a record shop one day online looking like a um, HTFR or something. Mm, yeah, I don't I used know to buy off there, yeah, exactly. good, yeah, yeah. So you, you know there's audio samples on there sometimes. Forty second samples, wouldn't it? Yeah, right. Yeah. So I'm going through one day and I'm I see this four track EP and I just press play. Second tune, but first tune plays second tune, and then the third one, Good Life. And I was like, wow, no way, that's that one they used to play in the Paradox. I'm like, what's that called? Yeah. So I'm like, can I just buy this now? I'm like, oh, wait, you can. So I ran down to my dad, said to him, can you buy me this record? So we did. He bought me it. It weren't even like the legit Good Life, it was just some four track, like, premier like tunes yeah, yeah, or something yeah, yeah. it was called. And it just, it had like, funny, funnily enough, actually, it had Mr. Friday Night on the other side right and I didn't even know that tune at the time I was just Good Life was the one that I was do you know what I mean focused on yeah so that came through the post a couple of days later I'll cut this bit out don't worry yeah how are you doing mate how are you good Christmas oh nice yeah busy for boss that's my new slogan for Christmas busy for boss we've been joined by Neil as well so you've been mentioned a couple of times in the in the episode so far yeah. a few um, so we're just talking now about um, doing good life about to go into good life wasn't I good yeah. life good life but that came through the post put it on went to have a mix with it noticed first things because I was mixing probably like BCD tune at the time yeah. into it or something and I just noticed it just didn't have the bang the same yeah the same because Good Life's quite ploddy isn't it there's yeah. no one it just kind of the bass is jittery and that yeah yeah so yeah I just thought wonder if you could take the part of that what doesn't have beats same again same principle hmm. and then put my own beats over the top so I just done that started messing with it and then you come home, didn't you, one, one time? He was like, have you heard this? Or have you been doing this here? And he was like, wow, that's sound, that lad. You need to get that to that Rob. So, like, but he'd, he'd already been talking to, like, Rob for a couple of, probably a couple of months before that, would you say? At least, yeah. Six say. months, maybe? Or would you say a year? No, but it might be a year, lads, to be fair. Because you, you weren't really into DJing that much, was you? And then I you... Just, like, just before we left school, wasn't it? 
because you've probably got toughest set of new mark decks. Yeah, that's what we were talking about at one point the, before. The dogs. And you, you, you still wasn't really into DJing at that time. Mm. I just remember coming home from school one day. He had me decks on, and I was like, "What the fuck are you doing on me decks?" You know what I mean? It's <laughs> <laughs> a beat match. Nailed it. It's a beat match. So Nailed it. Like you got into it, then didn't you? Yeah, just got a bug. Point, really, so then yeah. you were going to the likes of plastics. Well, I worked like, in sound, didn't I? I worked in baking. Oh yeah, you were. Yeah, so oh yeah, true. Every year was up the road for me. Uh, I worked in baking, yeah. which is the bottom corner of the bowl seat. Yeah. And they were all home bowl seats, so it was perfect. Yeah, nice and easy. Yeah. Um, so you met Rob first, and what, didn't you? Yeah. He was Rob, the one who was speaking to Rob and all that. I didn't. Well, he's yeah. just got me. Our kid makes tunes. Our kid makes tunes. Yeah. Ian snapped at you one day. Yeah, we're gonna bring bring these fucking tunes in. Or why are you just gonna keep telling us that your brother makes tunes? No, Will, because he obviously wasn't—he wasn't massively confident, and trying to get him to come along to time with me. Yeah, it wasn't—wasn't wasn't the easiest feat. Got it done in the end, obviously. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. that was fucking it, horrible doing that. Was, <laughs> to be honest with you, it was that day. It turned into more than what I anticipated. To be honest, I expected Definitely. just to come into town, give the CD to Rob, and that was pretty much it. Yeah, um, it just so happened that we bumped into Ian, and I knew Lee Butler was to look at, but not to speak to. Yeah, Mike the Scarlet. Um, we just gave the tune to Rob, um, and then we were walking down to Burger King to go and get something to eat because I used to get discount there, so it made sense for everyone that was with us. Let's go to Burger King. Yeah. We were walking down Bowl Street, still had a couple of CDs in my hand, um, and I seen Lee Butler and Mike Scala walking up the street with a girl. I would assume it was one of the birds at the time. Um, yeah, you just threw yourself in yeah, front Basically, yeah. just stopped them in the tracks. Oh, yeah, my name's Neil. There's some tunes. I'll just give it to Rob. Rob said he's gonna play it because I thought that I'd give it a little bit of credibility if I've said I've given it to Rob Kane and yeah. Same um, day. Yeah, it was exactly it yeah. the same day, yeah. Could we just give it to I Rob? I I'm not too sure whether we actually crossed over and went to three weeks and gave it to Ian after that point. But I remember Rob. I remember going into Rob, yeah. Because yeah. I was hard, I was nerve wracking for me. <laughs> <laughs> I did not want to go in. Like, I remember standing at the back of the shop. Yeah, in the, in the corner, like cowering like that. I remember him putting the CD in, like because he had underneath. Under the yeah. Were you were you scared of of him, him going that shit? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I think if he had the confidence in you though to go, listen, that needs to be heard well, by somebody like, else. Still got to this day now. Still got to Still got that confidence in me, and I don't have that confidence. In yeah. Me. Still to this day. So um, what 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 happened then when when you played it to him? What 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 was his reaction like? Ask me where I got the pella from first. Yeah. I remember him turning the mix down, he was like... It was the way he peeked over the desk, yeah. yeah. came over the desk, he was like, where'd you get the pella? I was like, I couldn't even answer him, I was just looking <laughs> at him. And he was like, did you just uh, pull it from the tune? I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Sound, put it back up. I think, I don't know whether he skipped it on a bit, but I feel like he would have. And then, I just seen his head just bobbing. And then, he just pulled the thing, mixed it back down, just put it back up again. I'll play that. Nice, nice. I'll play that, I was like... Sound, <laughs> leave it, you know. And he was like, "Any more?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he was like, "Get them into me." It was like sound, and that was it then. Yeah. And from that point, it was kind of like everything just seemed lucky, didn't it, to a degree? Yeah, it's just a yeah. kind of. It was like snowballed from. I don't know, like how much I'm still obviously adamant to this day that Rob and Ian and that had massive saying people getting all those for remixes and that. I don't mm. think they would have happened without Rob. Steve Cocky was the first one, wasn't he? Yeah, and that would have been through. That was that was hundred percent through, Rob. hundred percent through. So, so you've just from my understanding, where what what happened after the day that you went and gave him these tunes? Did someone call you? He did say to you, didn't he? Like I think I remember you coming home to me one time because it took me a while to venture back into town. And you just come home one day and said, "Lad, Rob said that tune's going off," you know. And I was like, "What?" He went. He said he's been playing it. It's going off. And I was like, oh yeah. Was that nice to know that you, your tunes getting like a good reaction in clubs and that, even though like you sort of you're not there. Yeah, I knowing think, that it's been played really and stuff. I thought about it. I don't really know if I realised it. Yeah. I didn't realise how much of a good reaction our tunes are getting until like you went to play a few times, didn't you? Yeah, and you watched, like, might not have. Love or might have heard of yeah, DJ Carlos. Yeah. yeah, from the pleasure rooms at the time, and we, we were like, childhood friends, if you like. Yeah, yeah. I knew him through childhood. Associates, if you like, mm. um, it was one of them and people who come back into your life. After yeah, like, you don't see him basically for a long yeah, time, for a long time, yeah, for our teenage time. years, and then obviously he came back through because he was DJing in the pleasure rooms. The music that he was making fitted what Carlos wanted to play, mm. and then it was like, "Wow, you're dizzy DJs." When he when he see me in town, I was like, "Yeah," and with our Chris, and he was like, "I didn't know that." I come down to yours now and grab some tunes. Yeah, and that's all. Did, like, did, yeah. and he did. He took me back home from town, um, 
and that was it. And then that night he said to me, "Do you want to come with me to the pleasure rooms?" Now we we weren't big going out. People were. No, we, 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 yeah, we used to go to some party. Yeah. And you you weren't really the biggest social what? butterfly, were you? No. Um, so from that point, Carlos took me to the pleasure rooms and dropped the donk shake thing, and that was that what was like donk a yeah. yeah donk shake he played, um, and that was the thing for me that made me realise the confidence that I already had in the tunes. Yeah, it, it backed it up even more. You know what I mean? Yeah, he heard it loud, yeah, seeing yeah, the reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And literally, everyone bought so along. What year was this then? Club. Roughly. What year? Yeah. Ooh, oh, that started wow. in 2003, didn't it? 2003 yeah, was that the 2002, 2003? Yeah. Because Good Life was always in my year 2003. Yeah. So I'm kind of. Don't you know before Good Life production yeah. wise? Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm talking yeah. before. Just. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of all came together. Because don't you know and. I feel like don't you know was the first one, yeah. other than that lucky starting doing that with oh, Steve. Yeah, with Steve. Madonna, but, yeah, other than that, it was definitely. I feel like it was just using that piano out of Sons of the Loop. Yeah, I remember the don't you know thing. I, I don't remember anything. Don't you know I, definitely come before. I remember being like, stuck with hmm. certain things like Donkey. I was making Donkey and. Well, Rob put it on that. Rob said somebody needs to do something with the Kalis No, thing. no, I think I can't remember whether it was that way or whether. It was one of them tunes that I got stuck on because I do like ideas sometimes. And you know what it's like. You, mm. you lay down an idea, you only get so far, and then you're like, um, I don't know what to do now, or yeah. you just kind of lose interest. And I'm sure you'd mentioned to Kane that it, I'd done milkshake or was doing milkshake, and then Kane had said, "Tell him to put the tape um, riff with it." Was it the tape? The tape. Something like that. The whole was it Mick? Was it? I don't know wait there. I'm trying to think now because I, Cause I always get mixed up because Mick's on the boat, yeah. didn't he? So so the Scarlet used the horn. Yeah. Um, the was it not Susie Fruity? Well, I'm getting all confused now with tunes. Yeah. But the the, the Scott Box tune anyway. Yeah. What's you know what I mean? So that was what we put with Milkshake because Robert suggested. Right. So then. If you like that, I suppose that's the eerie kind of total control tune in it, you know what I mean? Right. Because I'd done like so much and then Robert being like, put that riff in it. Well, didn't he lend you the record to rip the riff? I think so, I think he'd lent me a like few, because I think he'd let me high feel it. Because that's you the only reason why I'd done that, mm -hmm. is because he, he'd passed me down on record to riff. So were you just, were you just cutting parts out of these tracks to recreate Just that's basically finding the parts with no kicks and no bass in that and going right I can use that bit, right I can use that bit. Excellent, I like that. That was just sampling in it. That is pure as form and that's kind of mm. like, that was what making music was for me. So what came next then after, after this this sort of era of, you, they would get tunes getting played, say like Pleasure Rooms and... Well, it was only getting played by Rob, Ian, were probably the main two, and Lee was probably playing well, a few bits. Rob, yeah, Rob was practically always pissed off. People always ask me, for, ask me for tunes, and I'd be like, can't give you that one, and be like, wow, why can't you like this, Rob? Rob's gonna have exclusive on it, mm. and they're all like, nah, it's not, oh, lads, just give us the tune. But I always felt like there was a thing to to be exclusive to Rob because it was he a loyalty for support, mm. like he, yeah, like. So you just feel like you'd have to kind of. So how did the the ball get rolling with like the total control thing? Like he obviously knew well, you were a producer. Much really. later, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. Was he? Because I think that was probably like two thousand and six. Would you say maybe? So what happened between that 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 time and just and doing dizzy stuff, wasn't it? Like doing like remixes. That was the oh, the main yeah. thing. Straight well, after from Tom Shake and Don't You Know and all that would have come the first remix for Steve well, we Hockey, like, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, we'd well, done remixes for a bit, and then I'd, obviously I'd had other tunes that, like, they weren't, either they weren't completed or they just hadn't been shown to anyone yet. Mm. So, like, so you're love, love struck. Yeah. All them. Because there was, like, a few, like, almost like just beating bass line driven tunes in between, wasn't he? That was, like, the, the little rascal stuff. That was, like, yeah, the little rascal stuff as well, yeah. Mm. Um, I remember hearing your your love um, for the first time. I can remember my head falling off when I heard it. I was just like, "Wow, this yeah. is." Well, see, that's where your love. That's so. What happened with that was because we'd got talking to Pez for remixes. Wasn't hadn't Pez, Pez tell it mm. and rang Arnie one day when we were on the bus on the way home. Um, saying, like, <laughs> "Well, there was a Pez prank. from Pez from Radio City or whatever." I, I don't know. He was Pez telling you that, didn't he? Hi, it's Pez. Like, I was like, "Pez, you? What's Pez doing ringing us?" You know what I mean? So we was asking for how much we charge for a remix, and mm. we're like, "What? Well, I don't even know what." Do you, 
what's your charge? What what is the going like? Mm-hmm. Didn't even think that you got like people charged for the yeah. exercise. We didn't know it all work. We so it was like oh, under quid or something. Yeah, quid, that's that's time, probably quid. I don't know what it was, but so done a remix for him. But then he was in plastics one day or bowl seat was it? That's where that's the remix to him, wasn't it? So bowl seat, meet him in time maybe with in the bowl mix. seat records. Used to spend all the time in the you VR, didn't he? About getting the parts because we found out at some point that one of the people who was working with Pez in the North Northern All Stars or whatever, yeah. Northern Heights and that, mm. he was part of Dancing Divas, and we were like, "Wow, no way!" Right? They were like the ones who done Good Life, like the, the remix of Good mm. Life. Yeah. Um, so you asked Pez because he was cheeky; he didn't mind asking anything. So he was like, "Pez, <coughs> can you get the parts for Good Life for us?" Mm. Or you know, Nobby, I said, "Yeah." Um, yeah, I'll see what I can do, but only if you put it on our label, proper good. Right. And he was like, all right, sounds, yeah, deal. And he was like, we'll do like a little three, three single thing or something, so you can do three singles with us, uh, three, three, va- uh, lot, lots of releases. Three releases, yeah. So, Good Life, straight, was the first one, he was, well, that getting revocaled and all that, because mm-hmm. we couldn't just put it out. So, and then we'd already had, all of them, Lustre Hall, them were already made, they were already done. It's just that either very few had heard them or no one had heard them. Yeah. And it was like, we kind of knew where to go next. It was like, so do we give them like, don't you know, or your love, or we had a few. And then, so we started your love, didn't we? Your that love. was literally the next one. Yeah. We thought, right, yeah, we'll do your love. Rob kept going on about it being massive. He was like, he, the birds love it. He yeah. was saying it like, you don't understand. So we were like, we'll just give them that then. So they were literally just about to start getting that recorded, the vocal for that. And then Pez rang you one day, didn't he, with but left that answer. No, um, he rang me. When I, I was well, in I three beats. an answer phone thing that you heard no, it on. Was it? I thought you'd had a missed did. call. I did, I had a missed back. call, he was in three beats. Mm. And I went to walk outside to answer that and missed the call. When I tried yeah. to bring him back, it went straight to answer machine, obviously, because he was leaving me a message. When I hung up, there was then a, a you've got a voicemail. So I was like, no, your voicemail, it'll be off Pez. And it, it it literally sounded like he was presenting on the radio and he literally said to me, I don't know whether you know this or you've heard this, but this is the KB Project, Rats, new track, and it's called Your Love. Mm. And it, the penny still hadn't dropped for a split second. Um, it really hadn't dropped and I heard it, obviously it had been resung, sounded terrible, but it still took me a minute or two to actually realise what was going on. Um, and then, obviously, the penny did drop, and I thought, why, why have they done that? Who, who are they? Why have they done it? Why didn't they just get in contact with us? And then I walked straight back into Freebeat and said, well, I do work behind the counter at the time, Paulos. Um, KB Project, I've just done. You all love there? And he's like, oh, yeah, no. Now, it's a good job, to be honest with you, that I'm, I'm not really a in-your-face person, because I probably would have pulled him off the counter and punched his fucking head in, because <laughs> I think for somebody like him or within our, our local scene mm. knowing that somebody from Wigan was basically trying to rip us off because they couldn't come up with their own ideas then I just I just expect them more from, from people like that you know what me. it was it was a massive what the fuck I was baffled I, um, I was something what was I 17 or something mm. it was like not long introduced into all the music scene and looking back and now then though, I don't know yeah, no, looking back, we should have yeah, really. Should we should have said to Pez, it doesn't matter. We'll release anyway. it anyway because it'll still sell. And yeah. Yeah. But we didn't. Better, well, hopefully. But yeah, it was like. How many times we? I was just what the fuck. I, I just come. I just didn't know that's what happened. I just. I was just like, wow, is that? Can people just do that? Is that is that normal? Is that oh sad? So what did you what did you just um, do with the the, the tracks then original? Like, how did it go out? It didn't. You're looking at the end. I didn't get released. Oh, did it? No, gone, we gone, didn't bother gone. with it. And that, looking back now, I wish we could have just released it. Yeah, we, we should have. We should have just released it. Yeah, There's no reason for. I think Pez kind of led the way with the fact that we just won't bother releasing that now. And I think we kind of just went with them because yeah, Pez yeah. was Pez and we were just yeah, minions yeah. at we times. You know what I mean? But yeah, we were just the new kids on the block and we were happy to go with what the big fella was saying, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Makes um, sense. 